Hello, welcome to Wild and Theology. Welcome. This is Will. Say hi, Will. Hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, guys. I'm Kaylee. I'm one of your co-hosts today <laughs> and every day. Um, yeah, so this is our introduction podcast. We're going to introduce mm-hmm. ourselves, but first of all, we're going to start with a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. And this is about the use of psychedelics and how we're not recommending this to anybody. Um, we are just two passionate people who are really interested in psychedelics and we're both students on this journey of discovery together. So we're in no way experts or professionals. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility that goes into planning trips and having an intention and will you want to, <laughs> you want to add on to that? I yeah. Know. Yeah. Like I, I agree with everything you said, like, <laughs> At the end of the day, these things are still illegal in most places. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do run risks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have serious mental health issues, go to professional. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be taking our advice thinking that, like, we're, we know your specific situation. We know your life story. We know what you're dealing with. Everything like that. So take what we say and then do psychedelics and then think everything is going to go fine. Like, if you think you have a serious mental illness or you have been diagnosed already go to a professional, talk to your therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, increasingly this stuff is being used in therapy. So maybe they'll be open to doing it with you and Mm -hmm. educating themselves Mm -hmm. to be able to use these uh, new methodologies. Yes. Also our physical health stuff too. Like if you're taking Mm -hmm. any medications, we have no idea how (laughs) things interact. Like we don't know any of that. So that's something that you have to figure out on a personal level. Do it responsibly. Yeah. You know, like, don't do five grams and go to a water park <laughs> where there's a bunch of kids and be like, everything's going to go fine. No. Like that might be dumb. Don't do that stuff. Yes. So just like you are kind of, or each of us are a representative for psychedelics. And if we want these things to be legal, if we do think there is value in doing these things, take that responsibility and realize mm. that every time one of us does something stupid and it ends up in the news that is hurting the community as a whole and that's hurting society as a whole because now people don't have access to these things that are very powerful can be very powerful if used responsibly yes we're all about destigmatizing we don't want to contribute to the stigma Mm -hmm. (laughs) but hey yeah absolutely so yeah introducing myself my name's will like kaylee said we'll probably say our names a couple times so like drills in who (laughs) we are um so yeah like i am a a behavioral neuroscience student um i've been introduced oh my goodness i've been interested (laughs) in just human behavior since i was like 10. like i think Mm -hmm. i watched like criminal minds you know which Looking back, I don't think at like 10 or 11, I should have been watching (laughs) Criminal Vines, but um, that might explain a lot. But, you know, um, just being really interested in behavior and I got into self-improvement for mental health issues and stuff like this that I dealt with. And yeah, I'd done psychedelics a few times as a teenager, uh, like one or two times as an adult. And just the the combination between the two just seemed very, very natural. And as I became more educated in my field, um, it really became obvious to me that I wanted to study psychedelics. I wanted to be part of this uh, renaissance that we have. Um, and moving on from there, 
I'm still being educated. I don't know exactly where I want to end up, but I would like to be involved in psychedelic psychotherapy to some capacity. Mm-hmm. That's really my, my long-term goal right now. And so this is part of that. This is adding to this conversation, going through the process myself and, you know, showing other people how they might approach it too. And also showing you how, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go ahead. Lovely. Okay. So yeah, like I said, my name's Kaylee. Um, I study psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm in my undergrad currently, but like Will, I very much would like to end up in a career with with the focus being psychedelics and helping people probably through the psychotherapy area as well. Um, I've been interested in psychedelics since I think I was like 15 years old when I saw Alex Gray's Net of Being art book at the bookstore. And I was just like mind blown. Like I didn't know what I was seeing, but I was like drawn to it. And I was looking at it like, this is so powerful. What is this? And then my dad ended up buying the book for me for Christmas that year. (laughs) And the first story that he opens with is how acid saved his life basically like he was going to commit suicide and that day he took acid and like realized his artistic um goal in life like his purpose and from that moment i was like this is so powerful Mm -hmm. and so important and i was i mean yeah at that time too i was kind of going through a, a dark phase of mental health issues so it was like this hope this hopeful thing that i was like I want to understand these. And prior to that, all I knew about them was what they tell you in school, which is <laughs> that they're terrible or yeah. that they're all dangerous. Like they get lumped in with all the other drugs, mm. but they're like the ones with the pretty colors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're the ones <laughs> but they're with the, the same. They're colors. just as bad, but you see pretty things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've only been exploring my own personal use of psychedelics for less than two years. It hasn't been very long at all, but the experiences I have had have been absolutely life-changing and really, really valuable for my personal development. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to be continuing on this journey and now having this podcast as a place to share that with others. So that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Um, Yeah. So next we are going to explain... Wild and theology. What does wild and theology mean to us? Yeah, like, um, it was kind of a, a name that I, I, I would, like, for whatever reason, when I was trying to think of a name, entheogen just stood out to me more than psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I looked up, when I was just kind of, like, thinking about them, I was just thinking of, like, um, ologies. Like, I just love every, any word that ends with ology. Mm. I'm just like, oh, what is that? Like, mm-hmm. that sounds so interesting. Mm-hmm. And so, like, entheology just seemed very natural. And when I looked up what entheology was, like, I wanted to see, like, is this actually a word that exists? Um, and it is a word that actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a branch of theology that addresses the experience and or knowledge of the divine and of the revelation of the divine through the u- ritual use of psychoactive substances. And wow. I mean, that's basically what we're doing here. Like whatever you believe about like words such as divine, whatever that means to you, I think you can, you can agree that if you've done psychedelics, it really is getting in touch with something that feels very transcendent and very divine. Mm. And that experience of what you learn in that experience, um, 
can be very, very valuable. Obviously, like I, we think that since we're here. Um, and so end theology was just a natural fit for like the first kind of word. But as I started thinking of it more and more and more, end theology just seems a little bit too official for what we're kind of advocating here, what we're doing ourselves. And so that's when the wild came in. Mm. And the wild, this mm. was the word that I was like, I didn't know about it at first. Will yeah. suggested this and I was like, hmm, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it seemed crazy, like wild and crazy. <laughs> but I mean, psychedelics are kind of wild and crazy. So yeah. upon reflecting, I was like, wow, this is actually perfect because psychedelics it's the experience itself is kind of about breaking down like our normal ways of being our normal consciousness first of all mm. is gone we're exploring this place that's completely mysterious and full of uncertainty but through that like we we become in touch with like our a more authentic part of ourselves mm. and also the connection with the natural world like beyond just ourselves and our normal ways of being mm -hmm. it's like yeah it just it frees us from our our social conditioning mm -hmm. and allows us to be that kind of wild natural version of ourselves again yeah as well as like it comes back to the etymology of and theology which we were looking up together and it was um entheos it's like to become full of, mm. to become possessed by God or the divine, <laughs> just like really intense. But yeah, that's kind of it. You know, you can, it is, you kind of do become possessed or full of this inspiration yeah. and this purpose through exploring this, this crazy altered state of consciousness, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Like that's really <laughs> what it was. Um, this what what is about for me too when I what I was thinking because I was trying to like I, the wild and theology like for me it just immediately hit because it just sounded cool for me. Mm -hmm. But then when I actually started thinking, it's like okay, what does wild and theology mean? Like I'm advocating for this name uh, for our like business here, our podcast. Mm -hmm. What is that actually saying for us? And for me, it was really just about like the fact that we're doing this on our own. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's not like. And that's kind of like what I was uh, alluding to before when I said that end theology by itself just seems a bit too official because yeah. we're just on our own discovering ourselves for ourselves and we're not really, uh, yeah, okay, so th this is what it kind of came up for me is like wild and theology is like saying I'm spiritual but not religious, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like you're, you're on your own doing your own spirituality, doing your own um, self-improvement work and interior work. And you can take from these kind of official realms like religion or like the, the school of psychology or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be your own personal struggle. And mm. I feel like even in therapy, um, it really is at the end of the day, you working on yourself. And a therapist is more of a guide to help mm. you do so. But it's your internal work that you're doing. And so for me, that's really what wild and theology is. It's like your own internal struggle through the use of psychedelics to help you do so to improve yourself that's amazing yeah yeah that's exactly it it's like creating your own relationship with the divine yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like only you can go to those places and only you can know your struggle and have those experiences and make those connections and interpret it as you will 
You're right. It is. It's completely, it's completely yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's beautiful. It is. So yeah, now that we have the, the name out of the way, we can kind of tell you about like what we're actually doing here. Like what is our goal? And first of all, we're trying to create a platform where people who use psychedelics for their own personal development can talk authentically about how they actually do so and how these experiences actually help them improve their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're going to be sharing our own experiences, but anyone we come across, like we hope to create community around use of psychedelics and interview others who are using these in similar ways mm -hmm. and just hear what they have to say. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. exactly it. Because like we kind of started this conversation with, um, there's a lot of responsibility to these things. Mm -hmm. And so the more education that you have about how to use them safely or to how to kind of structure going into it and what kind of insights you're, you're asking for, that kind of stuff, learning from other people who've gone through the same process can be very valuable. And you don't mm -hmm. want to completely replace your method of approaching it, but the more education you have, the better. Yeah, and yeah. so many different people approach it differently. So exactly. it's, it's just great to have multiple perspectives. Mm -hmm. So along with our personal experiences and others' experiences, we're also going to be sharing information about psychedelics that we learn through the research being done, um, other theories and perspectives that we explore. So that includes science as well as spirituality and ultimately we, we want to draw connections between those different fields like we're both interested in a lot of different areas i think and we see psychedelics as this thing that can kind of connect all of them or we want to bridge different areas and see the connections see, see the similarities and integrate that information in a useful and interesting way for our listeners mm -hmm. and then yeah ultimately transcend those differences does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I find that hard, to, that idea kind of hard to, <laughs> through drawing those connections, we kind of unify them into one whole thing. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the integration process for our personal experiences also. Yeah. You unify, become more whole, and then that helps you transcend. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, you can, you can disagree with somebody on a certain way of approaching things or whatever it is. But in knowing that difference, I feel like that makes what you believe more, um, I mean, I guess more accurate or more uh, meaningful, I suppose, mm -hmm. because you have something to compare it against, right? Mm -hmm. And you're never closing your mind off to that disagreement. Mm -hmm. You're allowing it to be there and you're holding it in your mind without needing to say, this is absolutely true or this is absolutely wrong. You're just like, okay, this is something that somebody does mm -hmm. and they found value in that. And maybe one day I'll find value in that too. Yeah. Right. And for me, like when I think of like transcendence, like what does that kind of mean? And it's like when you develop these really complex understandings of reality and the world and yourself, but at the end of the day, you realize that like we're just a bunch of dancing monkeys <laughs> on a rock floating through space <laughs> and we're trying to understand something infinitely larger than ourselves mm -hmm. and we're never going to be able to accomplish that. So try your best. But at the end of the day, it's just bullshit it's all bullshit yeah really. it's all it's all it's all just different perspectives exactly. trying to explain the experience of existence mm -hmm. and it's beautiful mm -hmm. so yeah like at the end of the day we just want this to be a fun and informative podcast for you whether it's taking valuable lessons learning what not to do or just engaging with the psychedelic community mm -hmm. right we really hope you enjoy yourself in that you we really hope you um 
can just walk away having learned something new, had a few laughs, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And relate to us. We're going to try yeah. to be as authentic as possible <laughs> and we're going to encourage our guests to do the same. Yeah. And through that, that just helps destigmatize all kinds of things, not mm -hmm. only psychedelics, but mental health issues and just the experience of being human. Yeah. It's yeah. full of, full of complexities. For sure. And, and it's we, terrifying to it do is. so. Yeah. It's scary. Like, you know, it, putting yourself on the line like that and talking about some things that can be very personal mm -hmm. is scary. But I heard this really good quote from a, a YouTube mentor of mine who said that, like, the more personal it is, the more universal it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? What he means by that is, like, you think, like, oh, like, it's only me going through this stuff. I'm mm -hmm. alone in the world. But mm -hmm. it's like, even if only the simil the only similarity is that you're both suffering you're both suffering you can both relate to that you can both empathize with each other and it's okay to be going through some shit yeah you know we shouldn't be afraid of it we shouldn't try to hide it like we overcome these things by bringing them out in the open and facing them with strength together yes mm -hmm. exactly that's beautiful thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and that's that's it yeah what we kind of wanted to finish off with um was talking about this model that I've found a lot of help with, and this is kind of how I'm gonna be approaching um, most of my trips, uh, is using this model called Spiral Dynamics. And the reason we wanted to talk about it is the fact that it is a very complex thing. And we're definitely not gonna go deeply into it because we gotta keep this like limited to the amount of time people wanna pay attention to a first episode. Yeah, if you, um, if you want more, there's like a 15 hour <laughs> video series on YouTube. <laughs> actualize.org yeah actualize.org yeah yeah for sure like if you want to go deeper than what you're going to get here um actualize.org on youtube um just search up spiral dynamics he has a bunch of videos on it start with um i think it's called the grand model of psychological evolution yeah something evolution like that or development something like that yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh and then it goes like blue and you can once you once you watch that first one then stage blue you can pretty much figure out or you can just google spiral dynamics it's also helpful yeah. um but yeah so like getting into it like what is spiral dynamics like what does that actually mean and so what we're going to do here is basically i'm going to read a paragraph and then we're going to go back and forth with each other and kind of talk about like what unpack that paragraph mm -hmm. really so as a society develops its technology advances the population grows and other changes come into being uh, it has to develop new answers to the new questions that arise. Certain modes of being have to be left behind because they just don't solve the problems of the day. What the inventors of spiral dynamics noticed is that certain answers tended to aggregate in these sort of maps of understanding. They noticed that if you look back at certain time periods, most people tended to believe certain things, and if they believed those things, well then they also believed these other things and behaved in certain ways. Right, like if you believe um, something specific about how what truth is, you're gonna tend to believe a bunch of other things that just naturally follow from that. So basically you're saying that there's like values and ways of being that occur in clusters kind of? Like, yeah, yeah. like this value is associated with this value. So if you're this way, you probably think this thing. Mm -hmm. And this, you're talking about this on a society level. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Um, and so like what they kind of did is they created these stages of development mm -hmm. um, in which you could place different societies and people based on how many of their beliefs and behaviors could be explained by that stage. Okay. So it's, it's 
at the individual level as well is mm-hmm. what you're saying it's not yeah. just societies okay so the thing about spiral dynamics is that it is mostly at a population level at a society yeah society's level but you can kind of take it down to the individual level Mm -hmm. and you can use that like as an individual to move yourself through the stages Mm -hmm. but it's not i mean it's just not a one-to-one relationship it is a model at the end of the day it's not going to be perfect but once you understand the model and how it kind of works you can get a lot of value looking at it on a personal level okay um so Moving on from that, um, yeah, so this is really like the next part of it. It, It's not that people are at a certain stage. It's that the ways in which they deal with certain problems are described by a certain stage. Um, So the reason these stages could be placed into a hierarchy is because of the fact that they tended to occur in chronological order. And so, for example, um, tribal society or stage purple was naturally superseded by the stage red society in which might makes right in which the person who is the leader of society is the one who has the strongest fist really Mm. um and in a relatively egalitarian tribe those people who are willing to take what they wanted and to conquer were the people who excelled and were who who were best able to actually defend their tribe from other violent tribes Mm -hmm. right and so as the world became more and more violent this stage red mindset became uh, a greater necessity. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at um, history, you can kind of see this evolution of like being one with nature and honoring nature. Um, Looking at like a a First Nations tribe, for example, is kind of like encapsulates that. Um, But then as as these sort of religious beliefs develop, you start seeing these hero myths like um, Zeus or Hercules, this kind of thing, where it became more not necessarily about being one with nature, but instead being um, glorifying the conquering of nature or glorifying the the conquering of some insane challenge, mm-hmm. right? Because to live in this kind of society, you needed to value you needed to value the ability to rise above nature or to rise above the crowd, to take what was yours. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't have that mindset, you would just die. Mm-hmm. Right? Like how many societies have disappeared off the face of the earth because they weren't able to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it was to their benefit to kind of develop this very what we would consider violence and barbaric mode of being, but it's just what you needed to do. Yeah, that's really interesting that that way of being was born out of, or like it's the natural next stage after something like tribal society. Mm -hmm. It's like that only worked at a certain scale. And as society developed, the ways in which people related to each other had to develop and they had all those limitations that they had to transcend. So yeah, it went from collective Mm-hmm. to the singular person like every man for himself yeah very ego centric and that's how most of the model i don't know if you're going to say this mm-hmm. but that's how most of the model goes it's like this oscillating between yes collective and ego perspectives for like where where the values are rooted in mm-hmm. but each transcends the last yes in exactly. a way but like transcends with well, the goal is to transcend with the integration of the lessons from the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like what they kind of say is like transcend and include. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, 
Um, it, you want to transcend the previous stage, but include the valuable lessons from the previous stage. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, doesn't always work, but that's kind of the idea. Um, and, and so like in no way does this mean that any one stage is good or bad, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it simply means that it is better suited to a certain environment. Like I said, like in a very violent world, having a violent state of mind and beliefs and, and ways of being is the best way of being, right? So as societies develop technology and increase in population, they just deal with different situations. The environment becomes more and more complex. And it's this increased complexity that is really the main reason that a hierarchy of belief systems is necessary. Again, this is not a hierarchy of worth or dignity, uh, but is it instead a hierarchy of utility in the face of increasing complexity. A stage purple tribal worldview just cannot survive in today's world. That's not a disparaging view of people who live in tribal societies. It's a statement of fact. Right? If we as people want to be able to handle the complexities of the day, we need to be operating with a map of understanding that adequately explains that complexity. Rather than thinking of this as a vertical, vertical hierarchy of power or oppression, think of it as a horizontal hierarchy through time. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's really interesting. And back to the whole transcend and include thing, the idea is that if you're a healthy, at a healthy level if you're at a higher level if that's established healthily mm -hmm. then that means that you've taken there are lessons from each yeah. each stage yeah so it's not really saying that they're bad it's just about saying that every stage has limits but also lessons and you have to transcend the limits but also keep the lessons as exactly. well as exactly. you go along and the thing is is like and we'll get into this more to kind of like get the the nuances out of it but in today's world we're gonna we're, we're finding that we've needed to go back to some of these previous stages to learn the lessons and really psychedelics is one example of that where psychedelics were used in in shamanic rituals in these kind of stage purple societies and now that we're bringing them back we're kind of learning these lessons these valuable lessons uh of these shamanic rituals and we don't want to like reject those ways of being when they're very valuable right mm -hmm. there's a valuable lessons there especially when i talked before about like being one with nature clearly in in light of climate change we need to think of ourselves as being more one with nature it's mm -hmm. not nature and the all-powerful human that just changes the world to fit it like it is a complicated system that we're interwoven into yes right yeah not even just with nature but with each other seeing all of us as part of the same unified whole and we're mm -hmm. all interconnected like if everybody had that perspective, that breeds a lot of compassion and love. And I think those simple things could solve a lot of the most complex problems. For sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so moving on from that, um, within this model, there's the idea that earlier stages can manifest in unhealthy and pathological ways in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, not only do we go through these stages we age, but these older stages are also still out there in varying degrees to this day. Obviously, the world is not perfect, and so we learn the wrong lessons from these stages. And as an adult, they will manifest themselves in ways that are reminiscent of the Jungian shadow, right? So they're influencing our behavior in ways we really aren't conscious of. 
And often enough, people just get stuck at certain stages and have beliefs that just don't drive with the current reality. Uh, so an example for this is um, someone stuck at a stage blue conception of sexuality would likely be homophobic. So make no mistake, the shadow elements of these stages can manifest themselves in far more subtle ways though. Right. So you, you like when I talk about like homophobia, that's very, it's a very obvious one. That's a very, like you can point that out and say, okay, that's a stage blue mindset of mm -hmm. what's like expected of men and women. These are the, the gender roles, the sexual roles, et cetera. Right. Yeah. It's very strict that way. Um, but there are very, very subtle parts of this too, that you're not even really aware of. Cause like I said, like this is just a model. It's just a way of kind of neatly packaging these, these modes of being into these meta narratives. But Reality is far more complex than just a model. And so there's going to be little things that you're not quite aware of that are going to be affecting you in subtle ways, subtle beliefs. And using this model is to become a healthy, conscious person, right? Is to ensure that we transcend and include the previous stages as we develop. Um, we must take the best parts of them while adopting new belief systems that are more adaptive in our current ecosystem. Right, so when I do my trips, I'm approaching their healing potential using the model of uh, spiral dynamics. Um, so for my first trip, for example, I'll be starting with Sage Purple, or I did start with Sage Purple because this is in the past now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm digging into what the lessons of Sage Purple tell us so that I can figure out, okay, how is this appearing in a pathological way in my life? And how can I turn this into a more healthy manifestation of purple? Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, with each subsequent trip, I'm going to go up the stage of the spiral. So you're going to do a trip for every stage? Every stage. Wow. So the next one I'm going to be gonna doing... This is going to be quite the series for our podcast. <laughs> it really is. And I think it's, you know, I want to teach people about this model because I think there's a lot of value. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be simultaneously me working on myself with psychedelics, yeah. which is all about this. I'm going to be learning more about each stage so I can give better, higher quality information to our listeners. That's what I want to be approaching, and that's why I think it's going to be very valuable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if that made any sense at all. That made a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, no, I really... That's a really interesting way to approach psychedelics. Yeah. Like, especially with your intention focusing on a particular stage of this model. Because, obviously, we're just... This is um, a very brief overview of the model. Mm -hmm. And it's very complex, and each stage yeah. has its values, its shadow, its, its excesses, its limitations. And like you said, um, through bringing your awareness to this and like exploring yourself from that, that, that stage's perspective, you can, I mean, even in your normal consciousness, you can probably find a lot of ways in which you're living in line with certain values or not. Mm -hmm. But especially through psychedelics, I think it's really interesting to, yeah. to explore. It's one of those things. Absolutely. And that's kind of like, we'll get into that when we actually do the episode for my trip. But, mm -hmm. you know, how I kind of approached it was I, I wrote this huge journal entry. Like I did a bunch of education in terms of stage purple um, and then kind of wrote about my past and who I am and what I kind of believe in regard to those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And then did the trip and had those completely turned upside down. Mm -hmm. Right? Like... Not necessarily like the factual information, but just my, my understanding of like where I was going wrong or where I was showcasing or, or, or living this stage 
it was pathological in ways I didn't necessarily understand, mm-hmm. right? Or couldn't necessarily even think about until I'd had the psychedelic experience. And I, it just gives you such a unique view of yourself and reality that you're just like, oh shit, like that's what was going on here. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that with the next episode. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's so beautiful. Cause like mm-hmm. you can have your intention going in, but at the end of the day, you're going to get what you get. Yeah. And that's so great that you are going to explore. Yeah. Yeah. Explore that through each perspective. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's like basically it. Like, um, <laughs> we're going to put in the description of the podcast, um, where you can find those videos, mm-hmm. uh, where you can find some other books, for example, um, to kind of go deeper into this kind of thinking. I think there's a lot of value in it. Uh, I, I really do recommend it. I can't recommend it enough. Um, it's good. It is. It, it, I've, I've only watched the YouTube videos, but yeah, it's good. It's it really is. good. So yeah, like, is there anything else you wanted to cover for this episode? I don't think so. Yeah. I feel really excited to start sharing with the world. I'm, I'm so pumped. And I hope you feel like you know us a bit and you're excited to go on this journey with us yeah okay have a good day bye (laughs) see you later see you later alligator